You ask a communications major to hang out, they say, "Oh, I, sorry, I can't. I got a phone call due tomorrow. I got an email due tomorrow." Hey everyone, welcome back, and thank you for joining us on another episode of the Money Makes Sense podcast, where we make money make sense. My name is Nicholas. My name is Samuel, and today we're going to be talking about post-secondary education. We're going to discuss universities and trade schools, and thanks to an email sent in, we're going to be able to dissect the scenario in an in-depth manner that's happening to a listener right now. So let's first get started by reading the email. And just a reminder, everyone who listens to this podcast is welcome to send us their very own emails and engage in conversations with us at our email moneymakesensepodcast at gmail dot com. So we're excited to have a conversation with you and hear your stories as well. Now onto the email. What's up, Nicholas and Samuel? I'm Dexter, and I'm currently in a bit of a crisis. Here's a little bit about me. I'm a grade twelve student from Alberta, Canada, and I come from a lower class family. My father passed away when I was 10 years old, and my single mother has been working non-stop 60-hour weeks to bring food for my four siblings and I. Also, I have no clue what to do with my life. I don't mind education and the school system, but I'm no Einstein. I get mostly B's and C's with the occasional A. People told me I could definitely get a degree at a college, but it seems too expensive. I can't imagine sitting in an office for the rest of my life. But at the same time, I'm a bit lazy. I don't want to get my hands dirty. To be honest, I always looked up to Chris Hadfield, and I had a dream to be an astronaut when I was younger. But I also want to make enough money so that I can provide a good life for my younger siblings and my mother, who has worked so hard all her life. Please help me with this issue. Sincerely, Dexter. Thank you, Dexter, for sending us this email. We'll be sure to try our best to help you with your situation and help you make a good decision for your future. So for all our listeners out there, we're going to be first breaking down Dexter's situation and finding what specific advice we can give to him. We're going to be analyzing his financial and family situation, and then we're also going to be looking at his interests and what he's good at, so then we can make a good decision for his future. Exactly, and what is his family situation like? So it says here in his email that he has four other siblings, and he's been raised by his single mother, who's been working nonstop, sixty hours a week, just to raise the family. So judging from that, I think he's probably not looking for something really pricey, right? Yeah, that sounds right, Nicholas. Right, and but what else is he interested in? How do we know he'll like something that he's gonna work in for maybe the rest of his life? From his email, it seems he's interested in astronomy, and also he likes Chris Hadfield, so he has a great role model there. But it's really pricey, like you said, and quite frankly, I think that it's a bit unrealistic with his financial and family situation. It's great to have passions, but sometimes. It's better to find a job that's more realistic and that you can build towards, instead of following a passion blindly and finding yourself under tons and tons of debt. Right, and that kind of ties into what we're going to talk about a bit later in this episode. We'll bring it back to the situation with Dexter. We also need to talk about what is he good at. I mean, he says that he has mostly B's, which is pretty good, a little bit of C's there, and also some A's, which is really great. So we can tell that he's most certainly capable of handling academically challenging things. I think that that could mean he's ready for something like university or college. But realistically speaking, as you said, it might be better for him to pursue trade. So how can he actually come up with this, this decision, and how can he use some more details that he, only he knows about his life to determine which one's the best for him? With that being said, what do you think, Samuel? So I think, like you said, that university may be a good option for him. 
even though he has financial difficulties, if he can obtain a scholarship, specifically a full ride scholarship, because then he can study what his passion is and also go ahead while not having to worry about debt. Because following your passion is a good thing as long as it does not bring you back in other areas of life, such as in the financial aspect. So basically what you're saying is that three things we need to do are to assess our family situation, see what we're interested in, and try to find something that we're good at and try to combine all of those three to making our decision? Yeah, that's exactly correct, Nicholas. So it's really important to not let your situation hinder you too much, but it's also important to take it into account whenever you're making your decisions. We're going to go in a bit more detail for discussing differences between going to university or going to trade school, but also we're going to be talking about how post-secondary education is only one part of your life. It's a stepping stone towards building your professional career. At the end of the day, when we're making such important decisions, sometimes even after you evaluate a lot of these things, you might just have to go with your gut and whatever you feel is best for you at that time might as well just come into fruition later in your life. So you don't need to necessarily worry too much about it. But the important thing to do is actually to decide as soon as possible and plan something out for the long term, even if in the short term it might not technically be the best way to do it. But as long as you're getting something done and you're planning as best as you can for the future, good things are going to come. And I actually know an experience about this personally. So I have a friend who is actually currently stationed on a military base and he's really enjoying it. He was never really into education or being stuck in a classroom. He never liked being in an office for his whole life. So he decided to join the armed forces. He's very patriotic and he enjoys fighting for freedom across the world. Wow, Samuel, that is a great example. And something similar has happened in my life too because my friend's brother's mother's uncle's sister's cousin actually had a very similar story because they went to trades. And on the other side of their family, they have someone who went to university to go study film school. So a lot of these are very diverse choices. And quite frankly, at the end of the day, everyone's just getting along fine. So it shouldn't be necessarily that one choice in your life that's going to define you or define the rest of your life. Wow, that's a great example, Nicholas. And I think that it perfectly illustrates that no matter what everyone else is doing in your life, it's important to do what you believe is best for you, for your situation, your interests, and your strengths. Let's talk about the differences between university and trade school. So when you go to college, you get a degree. And on average, higher paying jobs require a degree from a college or university. But then, at the same time, college and university is very pricey, and there are also some degrees that do not give you value for the time and money you spent towards obtaining the degree. For instance, for people obtaining art degrees, it's actually much better in many cases to be focusing on your craft and for building a base. For instance, if you do some freelance or if you get popular on social media, it may be more important than simply obtaining a degree, which has not a lot of use in the real world. Yeah, it's the exact same thing with the music industry. If you ask any successful musician how they made it, they are probably going to say that they were lucky, they worked hard, they had a lot of stage experience, and they probably practiced for 10,000 hours. The one thing they're probably not going to say is, oh, I spent four years of my life getting a degree. There are some exceptions to this, of course, if you want to be a classical musician or a jazz musician, you can go to a very prestigious performance school and that actually may bring you success. But if you're going to be making pop music that everyday people are going to be listened to and making memes of, maybe you should just spend time making memes and getting your song popular around the world instead of going to get some degree that is not as useful as gaining traction. A great example of this is Lil Nas X. 
So Lil Nas X, he dropped out of the university after his first year, and to promote his song, he just made tons and tons of memes. And by doing that, his song, Old Town Road, became extremely successful as it spent 19 weeks atop the Billboard Hot 100 chart, and it became the longest running number one song since the chart debuted in 1958. Yeah, speaking of pop music, you think DJ Khaled went to DJ school? No, he just got experience and worked hard and he got to the success where he is now. Speaking about useless majors, let's talk about communications. Okay, it's it's so weird. What is it? What is it? It's you learn how to talk. You ask the communications major to hang out, they say, Oh, I, sorry, I can't. I got a phone call due tomorrow. I got an email due tomorrow. Look, to all of you music majors and communications majors out there, we're not trying to bash you for your career choices. But what we think is that regardless of your university degree that you pursue, Oftentimes, even the most high-paying jobs that you can get from a university degree, you'll still be playing catch-up compared to those who got an early college degree, decided to work early, started saving and investing, and you'll be playing catch-up for most of your life. So Samuel is going to bring it back to the more financial aspects of finance. We're going to talk a little bit about numbers here, and we're going to explain to you how exactly, even being a doctor, you might not catch up to a plumber until your late 50s. So getting a university degree is going to be very beneficial to you long term and you're going to be making a lot of money. However, earlier in your life, you're going to be also bogged down by student loans. So your net worth is going to grow slower than someone, for instance, who went into trades. I'm going to illustrate this in an easy way by comparing a doctor and a plumber's net worth over many years. So first, I'm going to be talking about the doctor's financial situation. So after four years of undergraduate and four years, of medical school, the doctor is going to be finding himself in $280,000 of debt thanks to his many student loans. Like I said, university is more of a long-term investment and you're going to be playing the long game here. So especially if you have to take many, many student loans, you're essentially going to be playing catch-up compared to the plumber who's already well on his path and his career at the same age. So after medical school, the doctor now goes into residency and he makes $60,000 per year pre-tax and post-tax he's going to be making around $50,000. Let's say this doctor is working really hard to pay off all his debts and by the age of 30, he's only $180,000 in debt. However, as he's a doctor, he'll have a steep increase in his income after he's out of residency. He's going to make $350,000 Pre-tax and after-tax, he's going to be making still $250,000 per year. Let's say he pays off his student loans, and then at the age of 32, he's going to have a positive net worth of $75,000. As he invests half of his take-home pay, by the age of 40, he'll have a net worth of $1,575,000. At the age of 40, let's say he gets more specialized so that he has a pay raise, and he makes $350,000 after taxes now. At the age of 50, assuming he's still investing half of his income, he's going to have a net worth of $6.1 million. Wait, but I thought we said the doctor was playing catch up with the plumber. Where's the plumber in all of this? That's a great question, Nicholas, and I'm going to be answering that right now. So the plumber is going to start working as an apprentice at the age of 18. After taxes, I'm assuming he's going to be making around $24,000 every year. So while the doctor's still taking out loans, plumber's already going to be starting to make money as an apprentice. So four years after that, he's going to be making $50,000 per year after taxes. After he's finished his apprenticeship, he's going to have a $60,000 net worth at the age of 22. Now we fast forward to when he's 32, he's going to be making $70,000 post-tax. 
assuming he also continues to invest half of his income, averaging an 8% annual return, at the age of 50, he's going to have a net worth of $3.8 million. So as you can see, these two career choices are very different, especially in their financial trajectory. The doctor starts off with tons of debt and later makes way more money. However, the plumber starts off with no debt and actually starts making money right away. However, his income tapers off compared to the doctor whose income is rising as he grows older. Yeah, it certainly seems a bit one-sided so far. We've only talked about how, oh, college and university is ah, not so great compared to trade school and getting a job early and investing and saving. But there's probably a reason why the majority of the population who pursue a post-secondary education actually goes towards a university or college degree, right Samuel? That's absolutely correct, Nicholas. So in university, you're going to be building some very important connections that will be valuable to you later in life as well. It's not just the education, it's also about the people you meet and the connections you gain through these people. And also, some people really like a bit more of a rigid schedule and it actually helps people to be more on track as some people have a lot of trouble switching from being in a classroom to actually just going and working. So going to university, it helps with this switch in a mindset and sometimes prepares you better for a career if you need that mindset shift. And I think part of that actually also has to do with the way this education in universities and colleges is structured because generally they offer a variety of courses that you can take, whether it be in your like maybe first two years where you're taking general ed, but upon completing your course requirements, you basically have the potential or the ability to take courses and expand your horizons beyond what you're just limited to by your major or what you're interested in. But compare this to say trade school where if you get a plumbing license, that's great, you can do plumbing, but it doesn't necessarily mean you can transfer those skills into a lot of other sectors. So as we've been talking about throughout this conversation, trade school, as we said, allows you to think outside of the box. You can have a hands-on experience for your work and also start working right from the get-go. So you're going to be having less debt or no debt and actually making money while you're learning new things. And as long as you've been working well in your apprenticeship, you're going to find it to be quite easy to find a job. About trade schools though, the reason why not a lot of people actually pursue trade schools is because the careers that you can enter after receiving a certification or a diploma are typically more labor intensive and maybe less attractive compared to some of these office jobs for some people that you would get after receiving a university education. Another thing to note is that typically these kind of jobs often have stagnant wage growth, meaning that even though you may invest 20 30 years down the road of your life into this job, your wages are not going to be that much higher than that of when you were just starting out. And in fact, because these jobs are labor intensive, as you get older and you progress with your career, there's actually a chance that you are receiving less wages. Perhaps you're getting less gigs, less jobs, and that's only because of your age and your physical capabilities. So it's really important that if you are pursuing these trades, it would be best if you could unionize, join a union, secure a pension, such that if you are getting older and your physical capabilities are not as well as they were in your prime years, you still have something to fall back on as you near retirement. With all of that being said, we give out a lot of advice regarding whether or not we should pursue a university degree or a diploma from a trade school. But at the end of the day, all of this advice is not meant to be set in stone. 
being adaptable and changing your goals is an important life skill to learn. And both me and Sam have actually faced this and it does feel daunting that when we make our decision to pursue some of these things in our lives. So it's best to just go with our gut and put in our best effort regardless of what we choose. That's a great way to end it off, Nicholas. So I'm just going to quickly remind our listeners to send us an email at moneymakesensepodcast at gmail.com if there's any questions or if they'd just like to share anything with us. And we'll be sure to discuss this on our following podcast. See you next time. And we hope that in this episode, we've made money make sense. <laughs>